Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. When they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethphuji, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the full of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowds spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. My friends, I'd like you to consider something this morning, and that is this. We like to hunt rather than be hunted. We actually like to chase rather than be chased. We like to catch things rather than be caught. And the reason why? He said, there is great fear involved when we are pursued. Anxiety actually comes forth from within when we have a target on our back. Worry arises when someone comes at us. For example, take this quote from a 1960s British novel where one of the characters expresses this deep embedded fear of being hunted. It says this, In the forest, when you are on your own, if you're hunting, sometimes you catch yourself feeling as if, well, there's nothing in it, of course, just a feeling, but you can feel as if you're not hunting, but being hunted, as if something is behind you all the time in the jungle. Indeed, being chased Being hunted, being caught, has a way of bringing forth anxiety and fear and worry to have that target on our back. 
It actually gets a little more complex, though, than just simple fear and anxiety, though. You see, when we are the ones hunting and chasing and catching and pursuing, we are the ones that are in control. We are the ones that are in the driver's seat. We have power, we have dominance, and we have oversight of a situation when we are the ones pursuing and chasing, or so we think. Now, a big problem arises for us when we consider our gospel reading this morning, this gospel reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Here's St. Matthew, again, quote a part of the Old Testament. Here's what he says. Behold, your king is coming. He is coming to you. Now, as you can hear, our gospel reading does not talk about us pursuing King Jesus. It does not talk about us chasing Jesus, us hunting Jesus down, and even us catching Jesus by our own willpower and determination. But rather, this gospel reading says that Jesus comes to you. Behold, your king is coming to you. This presents a bit of a problem. Why? Because there are whole theological systems, there are whole church denominations, there are books and preachers in our society that emphasize to us that we are the ones that are hunting, that we are the ones chasing and pursuing, and that we are the ones that are to catch Jesus. And even though thousands upon thousands of well-meaning Christians are tirelessly chasing after Jesus, well, my friends, they are quite content with their busyness. And here's the reason why. You see, there is a strange comfort in doing the hunting and the chasing and the pursuing and the catching. As previously mentioned, yes, as previously mentioned, it gives us the illusion that we are somehow in control of our spirituality. It gives us the illusion that we are in the driver's seat. It gives us the illusion that we have power and that we have dominance and that we have oversight of our lives, that we are in control. But as you've already heard, our gospel reading paints a different picture. It shows us that there's something behind us, not in the jungle, but behind us in our lives. It shows us that we are not the ones hunting, but the ones being hunted. We are the ones being chased. We are the ones being pursued. You see, Jesus Christ came to earth some 2,000 years ago. Indeed, he came to us. He came to humanity being born of the Virgin Mary. Yes, he came. And now for more than 2,000 years, Jesus has continually come. He has continually come to humanity in his word and his sacraments. But why might this be problematic if Jesus is to come to us? Why is it a concern that he hunts and chases and pursues and catches us? Well, dear friends, think of it this way. Is Jesus not the Holy Son of God and we sinners who have come short of the glory of God? Is Jesus not the eternal judge of all? Does not our conscience accuse us of great guilt if we look back to our past and even this last year? Must we not expect that when Jesus comes, 
He will come in wrath to punish us as we deserve? Perhaps, yes, perhaps, this is why so many well-meaning Christians struggle with the idea of being hunted and chased and pursued and caught by Jesus. I don't know for sure, my friends, but maybe they are afraid of the Son of God catching them in their sin. I mean, just think about this for a moment. Think of the terror of Jesus. Jesus, our righteous judge, catching us in our dark sins. You know, those sins that we attempt to bury deep within our thoughts. Think of the dread of Jesus coming to shine his light on the darkness of our heart, exposing all of our sins. This is beginning to make sense, is it not? Consider the following example. It is easy. In fact, it is exhilarating to put on a pious face and then chase after Jesus and do it in a way that everyone sees you and your pursuing of Christ. On the other hand, it is quite difficult and it is very frightening to think that the Lord comes to us as poor, miserable sinners. And so, my friends, we hide from the Lord with our sins And then we simultaneously chase after the Lord with a religious zeal, pretending that we have it all together. But regardless of our methods, regardless of our schemes, regardless of our strategies, our gospel lesson that we read this morning still states that King Jesus comes to us. This is the major theme of Advent. Advent itself is from the Latin word that means coming. That is to say, we do not have a complacent and distant, lethargic, non-seeking King Jesus. It is the exact opposite. Jesus came to humanity some 2,000 years ago in his birth in Bethlehem, and he has come to us every single year since then. He came to you last year, and he will come to you yet again this year. Before we get too worked up, Let us pause and ask ourselves, how this King Jesus, how does he come to us? Should we fear his coming to us? Consider our gospel reading yet again. What we heard this morning is that Jesus is indeed exalted and noble. We hear that Jesus comes not as a holy judge, armed with terror and righteous judgment, but he comes as a king. A meek king, a king of grace and mercy. My friends, think about this. Can there be any truth more comforting than this, especially on our first Sunday of the new church year? Get this. Jesus, he is all-knowing. He knows all the sins that we have ever committed, even those that we have forgotten. He knows all the sins that we commit in the future. He knows exactly the condition of our hearts. He knows it better than we know it ourselves. He knows our whole great sinful corruption. Yet, my friends, he does not want to know this as our judge. He does not want to know this as our judge. Who wants to punish our sins. But he knows this as our meek king. A king of grace. 
He knows us as our king of grace who comes to us to forgive us of our sins, to blot them out, hurl them into the depths of the sea. Indeed, Jesus knows all the troubles in which we are in. He knows all the worries and anxieties that keep us up at night. He knows all of your sighs that come from the tiredness within. He knows the tricks and the plans of your enemies. He knows the dangers to your health, the dangers to your mind and your bodies. And though he knows that all of our troubles and dangers are caused first by our sin, he does not know all this in order to punish us through them as if he is our enemy. He knows all of this as our king of grace. He wants to come in order to forgive our sins, to fill our wants, hear our prayers, dry our tears, turn aside dangers, protect us, turn our evil, yes, turn our evil to our good, and finally, to come to us to free us from death itself. Considering all of this, we should want to be hunted. Considering what we have heard about this coming, this king of grace, we should want to be chased. We should want to be caught by Jesus. In other words, the coming of Jesus is good news for you, not bad news. It is indeed good news for you. With a king like this, why on earth would we want to hunt, chase, and pursue him? Instead, we should run before his throne of mercy and say this, here I am. I am a poor, miserable sinner and thought, word, and deed. Here I am, Jesus. Come to me and forgive me, cleanse me, and redeem me. And dear friends, this is exactly what the Lord does each and every Sunday as we stand here in this sanctuary shoulder to shoulder confessing our sins. He comes to us in the word to proclaim forgiveness into our ears. He comes to us to pour into our mouths his body and his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Yes, he comes as our king of grace. And so today, when we hear that Jesus comes, we shall not fear. When we hear that Jesus comes, we do not hang our heads. We do not cringe. At the news that Jesus came 2,000 years ago and still comes to us today, we lift our heads. Indeed, we lift our heads. We rejoice in our King of grace who comes to us while saying this, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. In the name of of our coming King of Grace, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org The, the Lord, Lord bless and, and keep you. you.